Welcome to Become. I'm so happy you're here. I am your cheerleader and guide to become more, more authentic in how you operate your business, career, and life. More hopeful about achieving your goals, more aligned with your gifts and amazing abilities, more freedom filled with happiness and contentment. Your human design chart is beautiful, and that means you are beautiful. Your human design chart has special gifts, and that means you have special gifts. Each episode, I share how you can operate to have more authenticity, more hope, more alignment, and more freedom. Let's start becoming more. Welcome to Become. I'm Courtney Koenig, igniting your human design to become a powerful, profitable, purposeful boss of your business, your career, and your life. Human design is like an energetic chakra personality test. It is showcasing just from your birth information, your place of birth, your date of birth, um, your your time of birth, um, what gifts were you born with? What gifts were you born with? And so today I have a beautiful guest on, Gemma Sharp. She is a projector and she is a parenting coach. She supports parents with strong-willed children who are also highly sensitive and neurodiverse children. So all of those children that are really struggling um, with their emotions and how to show up and their confidence, and she navigates their daily struggles of parenting through positivity and useful tools that really help your children. Um, now, I'm going to introduce her for my own bio. <laughs> um, she, Well, she's a, a mom of two, and she lives in the Isle of Man, but she is also the most compassionate, beautiful-hearted woman I have ever known. She has this magnetizing positive energy that is so beautiful and so real. I just love being around her. It was our dream of ours to meet in person after a year and a half of knowing each other in Florida. And we happened to be in the same room, which I think is by divine design. And we happened to be bunk mates. And one of my favorite times of the whole entire time was, um, getting our jammies on, and then talking for like an hour or two afterwards. It was so fun. We were like little slumber parties. So please welcome Gemma to the show. Hey, Gemma. Hi. Thanks, Courtney. What a beautiful introduction. That is so lovely. I thought I'm going to start crying. (laughs) That's so nice. And I love our time in Florida. Bunk buddies, having little slumber parties. It was just, it was brilliant. It was so incredible. It was amazing. Like it was a dream, you know? (laughs) Well, thank you, Gemma, for being a part of the show today. Um, I'm so excited to, we like to get to know our coaches before we roll into your chart. So I would love to hear what is a favorite book or show that you're into lately? Um, I am at the moment reading or listening to because I don't yes. really read a lot. I, you no. see, I've got loads of books, but yes. they're all on Audible as well. I have this compulsion where I have to listen to the book, but also buy it as well. So I've got like thousands of books everywhere. Um, and then I highlight in the book the things that I want to remember. But this one, Ooh. this is a UK lady. She's a um, a psychologist. Psychologist. Yes something like that therapist Um, yes and she is amazing so I'm listening to her at the moment and it is so good this book 
just a bit of a shout out to uh, to Dr. Julie. She's brilliant on Instagram. I, I really would recommend her. She does reels all the time that are so great for people that are struggling with their mental health or anxiety, which is, you know, something that I'm really into. Um, so, yeah, she's she's really good. She is good. I actually, maybe I found out about her through you, but I got on her Instagram and it's just beautiful. Her reels are great. It's very like actual useful tools, like in 30 to 60 seconds, you know, it's awesome. So I bet her book is so good. I need to get on that and read her book. It's it's really good. Really, really good. But I love her reels too, because she's, I'm a very visual learner. So if you're a visual learner, she does a lot of different things. Um, to show you about emotions and all the rest of it. It's, it's, she's fantastic. So I'm really loving her book at the moment. That's the one thing that I'm, I'm listening to all the time. So it's, you know, it's, it's a good chunk of time to listen to her. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So you're very well traveled, uh, but what is your favorite place you love traveling to? Anywhere that has a beach. I am just a beach lover. I love the beach. So maybe it's from coming from Australia, I don't know, but I'm very lucky to live on the Isle of Man where it's quite a small island and I can see the sea in a distance and my eyesight's not great. If I've got my glasses on, I can see a lot better. (laughs) But I can see the sea from our house. And to me, actually, my dream is to have a house on the beach where I can just sit there with a cup of coffee and look at the sea all the time. I find it so relaxing and calming. So I don't mind as long as it's warm. <laughs> and yet I live in a cold place. As long as it's warm <laughs> and it's got a beach, I'm good to go. So there's so many places. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's my happy place too, a yeah. beach. And when we were in Destin, Florida, that's where we love to do. It's just like we're people are like, let's go out. And we're like, we're just going to sit on the porch or the beach <laughs> and just watch. That's all we need in life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. That's all we did. Everybody else was out going for dinner and that we were like, no, take away in, pajamas on, watching yes. the waves roll in. Brilliant. That is my oh, kind of party. <laughs> yes, it is. And it always is so fulfilling. I love it so much. It's yeah. just something renewing about it. Yeah. I think so much times I'm like, oh, we could go to the mountains and I love the mountains, but there's something about water yeah. that is yeah. so grounding and renewing. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I am excited to dive into your chart today. I'm excited to share the gifts that you were born with. So oftentimes in human design, um, we we look at our chart and we're like, what is all this stuff, right? But what I do that um, with human design is so special is I'm like, here's it's a useful tool and here's what we're going to do about it. Here is the gift that you were born with and here's the action behind how you're going to develop that gift. And, and that's what really what it is. It's like, Oftentimes we do things and we're like, oh, that's really special that I do that. But the more that we realize how special that is, how unique and how beautiful it is, that gift develops even more. The more attention that we put towards it, um, just like any abundance principle, it becomes bigger, you know? So our intention is everything. And so we set the intention with human design that we were born with gifts and we take out that brain thinking that, um, well, I'm not sure if you were really born with this because our brain cannot um, go against facts, right? And you probably see this a lot too, you know? Our brain will adapt facts very quickly. And the fact is we were born at a certain time in this place, in this, um, on this date, 
And so the brain's like, well, I guess you have it, you know? So with other um, personality tests, and not that this is totally a personality test, but we can kind of see the um, threads. Um, other personality tests, we see that people are like, oh, well, it says that I am a connector, but um, I just don't feel that way. And so the brain's like, yeah, you're not. I'm so sorry, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just so nice just to have that yeah. adaptability kick to the curb. We don't have to worry about that. So now when we're learning about human design type, we always start with our type and that's the biggest um, wins that we can have initially. And then we kind of drill it down. So we're going to be doing that today and drilling down some other beautiful things in your chart. So you are a projector and um, your gift is guiding others to see the best that they can be. You shine a light for them. You are meant to guide and mentor others, that you're meant to do that. Um, you were born to do that. You have this bird's eye view of how things can be accomplished. And so you can see the quickest way to how it can be accomplished and kind of drop all the clutter that comes that other people um, might pick up, like a generator or manifesting generator, because they have this immense amount of energy. So it's a way that projectors can conserve their energy is saying, hey, from here to here, these goals, I know I could take this direct line to this way and kind of not stay in the weeds, I guess, you know, but you have this beautiful vision that you can share that with other people too. Like, hey, this is your goal. This is the way you're going to get there. So that strategy behind it is really beautiful and, and keeping it simple because in your nature, you keep things simple by... Um, demand of your body, you know, like just knowing like, okay, I can't do everything, you know? So, um, and I, and I probably should not try. So unless I have a team surrounding me, unless I have all that support surrounding me, but you lead by using systems and your team carries out your vision and whatever your team looks like, you know, um, your staff carries that out. But also I look at projectors too. And I'm like, look at your personal support. What, who do you have on your side for your personal support, your family, mentors, um, coaches of your own to help you progress um, in that way as well. But you um, operate best when you have that rest scheduled through the day. And that, again, is a very counterintuitive to the business world. It's like you don't eat lunch. You don't move from your desk. You're, you have to work at a desk. I mean, I like I hardly work at my desk. I work on the couch, you know, at the kitchen table. Um, you know, I try not to take it in my bedroom, but you know, um, so like the things like that, you know? Um, so now have you always loved guiding and mentoring others throughout your life? Do you know, that was, that was so interesting when mm -hmm. I found out about that, when, um, you read my chart, I was like, Oh my word. Um, and I didn't think I did. And yet uh, I wanted to be a primary school teacher from very young. Um, and I didn't fulfill that. Uh, lots of different issues, but I decided not to. And I decided to become a, um, a PA. So I was a secretary or like a personal assistant for like CEOs of, of companies. So I suppose I was, I'm always a doer. I'm always liking to look after people and do things. So, and then I, when I moved to the island uh, a few years in, I decided I, I wanted to just do something extra. So I started a business um, and that was uh, helping 
um, women who, it was like a, what do you call it? I called it the main event, I can't remember, like a wedding planner, that's it, sorry, couldn't get the word out, wedding planner. And then that never worked out. And then I decided that I wanted to do baby massage when I had my daughter and we saw that she was having a lot of issues. And I thought, how can I calm her down? So I, I think mm -hmm. I've always, so I started my baby massage business. So I know a lot about, you know, the, the formation of the baby's body and all of that sort of thing. So that led me, I suppose, not led me, but it gave me a good foundation for what I do now. So I, I, I never really realized that I wanted to coach people, but I think it is, it's just inside of me. And that's what, when you said that, I was like, oh my word, that really is spot on. I, I have been, it's like, um, it's like our emotions. I wasn't listening to it and it kept coming back up. It kept coming back up. And, and so now that's what I do full time. So it's, I didn't realize that I was, um, you know, wanted to coach people yes. and help them but it manifests itself so strongly that I couldn't deny it anymore, I think. Oh, you know. that's, yeah, I totally, that it manifests itself so strongly. And, and those things do keep coming back and around, back around until we're not um, scared enough to, or we're totally annoyed. And then we just have to do something about it. You know, like, we're like, okay, you told me over and over again, this is what I meant to do. So I'm going to do it. But yeah. I feel the same way, like um, the careers that I chose, and that I had wanted to get into, um, we're all coaching and mentoring, but just in a different form. It looked different than it, um, then, and, and back in the day, you know, like coaching was just, oh, you're coaching on a basketball team, you know, like that type of thing. You're coaching a sport yeah. event. So, um, so it looks a lot different now. And the beauty of it is that everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs a coach. Everybody needs a guide and you're perfect for that position. So, um, also on your chart, um, as a projector, there's a strategy in it and strategy is how you make things happen, right? And everybody has a different way of making things happen. And the more aligned we are with that way of making things happen, the more that things will be magnetized towards us. We'll just see things fall into motion. It will just all kind of come together and it'll feel easy. So think about like swimming downstream versus trying to swim upstream, right? It's just such a different feel. And like swimming upstream, we're like, we're, in, we're doing so much work and we're moving like an inch, you know? Yeah. But when we swim downstream, when we swim in alignment with how we make things happen, um, everything just comes towards us and it it has this beautiful energy surrounding us as well, you know, and that energy again can be felt by people in interactions all the time with us. So your is being, um, being invited. Now, yes. at first, when I learned about this, I was like, this is not what the business world teaches us to do. You know, just wait to be invited, just sit back, you know, and this is so oftentimes a misunderstanding in this projection with projectors is you're in charge of curating invitations. You're in charge of living your design, which is curating invitations. Um, so living all those beautiful gifts and stepping into those gifts, and that naturally draws people towards you. Um, you're in charge of um, looking at when people lean in and not being scared to step into the conversation even more, you know? So um, having that you know, six and seven figure boss aura around you is vital 
because as you step into those conversations, people resonate so much with that energy level. Um, and, and really it comes down to, um, recognizing yourself, recognizing how amazing you are, what you have built, what you have done and promoting yourself. You know, we talk a lot about um, promoting ourselves on social media or in different spaces, but it's really curating like a schedule of promotion um, saying, Hey, these are my client feedbacks that I've gotten. I'm so happy that they did, you know, feel this way and stuff like that. And being really intentional about showing that off, you know, and it's not going to come off like weird or ooky because you have a beautiful soul. And when you share these beautiful results that you've gotten, people just stop and they pay attention. So it's another way you're curating your invitations. You're curating people to lean in. That's all it is, is they're just leaning in more, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it comes down to networking like crazy, building relationships and collaborations. That's a real funnel system of this wait to be invited situation. So you've built um, an, from scratch an international coaching program and you have um, in-person as well as an online community, which I think is remarkable. I don't know even know how you do that. That is so amazing. I could just focus on one. I'm like, I cannot meet with any people in person. That's like too much, you know? <laughs> like I can't do both, you know? Yeah. But um, you do both and it's so beautiful. How have you built those relationships? How have you been intentional about building those communities? Well, you know, it's quite strange really because yeah. I am I'm quite an, I'm an introvert but an extrovert, if you know what I mean. So totally. I get, I'm very introverted. And yet when I'm in a social situation, I, ha I have a lot of social anxiety. Um, and I then go into being someone else my mode. Mm -hmm. And I'll project this, you know, to everybody and I'll be out there and people go, oh, wow, she's really confident and everything. And inside I'm literally dying. I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is, <laughs> you know. So for me to actually do in person, um was in the in the beginning a big struggle and yet I knew that if I was going to launch a program for children that I needed to do it in person um I wanted I've now created like you said an online version but I I in the beginning I thought no I'm going to do it in person and it literally it sent me into a spin with my anxiety. But the great thing about that was that when I had all of the kids there and the parents there on my first lesson, and it happens each time, each time I run my course, my heart goes, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel really anxious and nervous and my throat closes up. And I just say to them, look, everybody, I am feeling really nervous and anxious about this because I, I find it difficult meeting new people. I love meeting new people, but I also find it really challenging so we're all in the same boat you're sitting there you don't know me um and you're probably feeling exactly the same we're all in this together now I promise you by the end of the session we'll all feel a lot more comfortable so I really had to push myself to do that um and then I thought you know we, I live on a small island with yeah. only about 80,000 people that's our population so it's pretty small um and I thought what my program is to me is so beneficial for parents and children that I thought I need to take it to the wider community. So yes. I developed it online and it's, it's, it's great. I mean, I love the fact I'm also now developing one that I do via zoom for teens. 
So I'm, I'm sort of hitting all these different things um, in person, online, which are recorded videos, and then the Zoom as well. But it, it just all seems to fit together. And although I have a lot of anxiety, I'm actually quite confident on camera. I don't mind being on camera and, and talking, I suppose, because I'm in the comfort of my own home. So it makes me feel a lot, a lot better. So the fact that I've been able to build that to me is massive um, because of, of how I worry about things. And yet um, when you told me about asking for the invitation, this was so key to me because mm. I never felt comfortable necessarily promoting myself and asking. And, and that's like you say, that's how we're taught a lot of business things you go out you ask for the sale you do this it never felt comfortable to me and when I found out that I was supposed to wait for the invitation I I help I put the message out there I offer them a solution but then I just wait for them to invite me it it took so much pressure off it, it's amazing do you know what I mean because now yes. I think no it didn't feel energetically right and this is why so I can I can really comfortably sit back and wait and wait for someone to invite me and then oh. I can do it and feel more energetically aligned to it so that just that blew my mind <laughs> oh that's so beautiful and that's how I felt too I was like you know you're supposed to go out there ask for the sale you know get it you know but this approach is like it's so much about community and seeing the person and having that relationship and I noticed I was always so heavily invested in people and relationship building. So um, that was part of it too. I was like, well, I don't want to be like, would you like to buy this? You know, that type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like curating conversations. And I was like, oh, I can curate conversations. I'm good at that, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm good at supporting people, you know, and, and where they want to go, you know? And so it was almost like this freedom, you know, this weight lifted off yeah. of me. Like, I don't have to do it like it's been said or told or whatever, you know? Yeah. Exactly. It is. It's like a weight being lifted. You, I suddenly think, oh my goodness, it's not, it's okay to be like that. That's what I love about human design is it gives me permission to be myself, which for so much of my life, I have not given myself that permission. I have tried to be um, different for every situation and actually to be able to sit back and go, no, that's okay. And, and a lot of the people that I, um, a lot of my friends and things a lot of the time would say to me, oh, you're so emotional, you know, and all like my mum would say that a lot when I was a kid. Um, and so I felt bad about that. I'm sure they didn't mean to make me feel bad. That was me. But now that I know that I'm a projector and I soak up everybody else's energy, I'm like, yes, at last I get it. That's okay. That's me. It's, it's almost like giving you permission to be yourself. That's what I, I love about it. Oh yeah. That permission, that validation, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and it takes so much work to try and be someone else. And it <laughs> takes so little effort to, to be ourselves, you know, it yeah. really does. It's such a better way. Um, on your chart, you have a profile and it's this five one and it's this challenge solver. So this is another piece that we really want to, um, lean into a lot. Okay. And so the five one, also the five, Having a number five first um, is greater than one, two, and three, of course, you know. But um, just so you know, four, five, and six are all outward projecting um, 
people involved personalities. So, so if it starts that way, you are outward first and then you go inward. Okay. So that's just kind of a nice flow of how, how to look at yourself. But, um, so the number five is, and this is the outward is the liberator. You have this save the day energy. You're naturally outgoing. People can sense that you can help them and they're drawn towards that. There, it's like, the, again, this energy exchange, right? We talk about these soul contracts. They're already going out there. So people can see, oh yeah, she can help me. I can feel that, you know? Um, whatever you um, focus on, you improve. So whether that's people, projects, whatever you want to, what, and it depends on you using your emotional inner authority to guide you through that. So emotional inner authority is kind of like a GPS, So how do you, um, using your emotions to guide you to the right thing? And and a lot of times for emotional inner authorities, it takes some lull, some peace, just like the stillness of an ocean, you know, just give yourself some time to be content about it. It might not be fully content because there's always going to be these little ripples and tides and things like that, but it's going to be mostly content about this direction, you know? But giving yourself space to see what are you going to liberate, you know, what are you going to share with um, and help out? Now, this one is this inward. okay? so the one through three is always inward and it's this knowledge seeker. So you seek out facts. You love to be armed with facts and it makes you feel safe. Education, Google, mm, all your books. It is this net of safety surrounding you, this big cushy blanket, you know, Yeah. Uh, but you love you. Yeah. And you're very thirsty for information. So when this five and this one come together, so you're focused on outward people, right? You're focused on fixing and solving their problems, which also makes you a fantastic coach. So, and, and when people are connecting with coaches, that's a really amazing attribute to have. Um, you do things differently and you go against the grain. You have these creative solutions, right? And people trust your integrity. They trust that you're an authority in your field because you've done the work to get there. You've done the work together. And um, they don't need to see your certifications because they're like, oh, I know she's already got it. You know, they can feel that. Now, um, you've developed, again, this program from scratch, right? Like, this wasn't out there. This was Gemma Sharp program, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I think it's so beautiful. I look too at your human design centers. You have a defined center of the crown, which is thinking, the Ajna, which is inspiration and point of view, and the root, which is this drive to get it done. Now on human design, um, there's that body graph and there's all these centers like chakras on the body. The colored in ones are defined. You always have those gifts with you always. Um, and the undefined ones is you can curate those gifts. You can cultivate those gifts, but you also feel what other people are feeling with their centers that are defined in those areas. So if they're having an um, intuition hits, you'll get that too, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but you've helped families all over the world to help their children how does this feel to seeing a child's success, seeing all your information, like put into this beautiful program, helping families? How does this feel? Because you're really doing what your design says, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, I I can't really explain just how 
much it means to me to have the kids come to the end of the course and say, oh, we don't want it to end. Or, you know, or I get messages from the parents saying they're a totally different child. I had this beautiful message from one mum. Her, her daughter came. She was um, 11 and she was in year six and she was going up to high school and she said she she doesn't have confidence. She's nervous about anything. She has a lot of anxiety. And she did the six-week course and the mum was very quiet and the girl was quite quiet as well. But you could see she was taking it all in. And then I got a message from the mum. We had some have something over here called the Guild where um, people perform different things. And she's, she was a harpist. And she, she sent me a message saying, I just wanted to send you a video of her on stage. She said, it's like a different child. She was, she didn't have any nerves. She went up there. She played beautifully. She got second in her class. And she said, thank you. I, I, she, it was just like it's seeing a different child. That to me was, it, it's just the most amazing thing. When I get feedback from others, it absolutely fills me up because I know having a neurodiverse, strong-willed, gorgeous child, how difficult parenting them can be. And to be able to create something that helps others um, parent more positively, but to have a happier home is, is just, you know, I mean, it's the most amazing thing. So if anybody comes back to me with, with you know, their, their great comments, it fills me up to no end. And that's the reminder that you're on the right course. You know, all the doubts that you have when you're trying to create something and you're thinking, you know, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Um, it all goes when you get that testimonial that says, this has really helped our family. And that's just the biggest, the absolute biggest thing for me. I, I, I won't stop because I know it helps. And the feedback that I get just fills me up so much. It's like, yes, you know, that's amazing. Because we all it's know making how me, it is. Yes. I know. I, I it's giving me chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About it. So, yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. And I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, and because my, I have a couple um, neurodiverse kids and, and oh, my other kids, I mean, you cannot have, it's hard not to have anxiety during this time of childhood and teenagers, you know, and it has been so hard for our family to get through that and to continue to support the, the child in the way that they need to be supported and not um, have, you know, just different expectations and landing things correctly and stuff. So it's beautiful. Um, so on your chart, I wanted to point out this gate. It's gate three. It's the gate of innovation. And this gate is seeing that there is something that is not optimal, but could be optimal. They're seeing a betterment that can be made through whatever you put your focus on. So the status quo, you're like, we're going to break through that. We don't care. You know, we're going to go to the next edges of that. Um, it's really beautiful. Then you have this other gate, gate 26. It's tailoring, tailoring your message uh, of the heart. So you know the right way to communicate something so that people will land with it as well. So they'll, they'll really get it, you know? And not only when you teach, but also when you are selling, you have this gate that says, yeah, this is salesmanship at its best because you tap into the person's needs. You look at what you can do to the innovative 
um, program that you've created and you know it feels your need. I mean, you just even spoke that, you know, when we're sharing like those families' lives are changing forever, that's innately within you. Um, and then you also have the channel. Now, a channel is like a gate. It gives us layers and flavors of our personality and gifts that we can lean into even more. So this gate is sensing people's needs in this altruistic way of wanting to help them. So really being sensitive towards their needs, being a champion of people and their higher betterment that they can get to. Um, and I always tell this to people too, like, I don't memorize the chart. I mean, I know my types, I know my profiles, you know, those are higher level ones, but all the intricacies of layers. So I look at a chart and I'm like, just tell me what needs to be spoken today, you know? Yeah. Um, and these are the ones that needed to be shared. So how have you seen this um, being able to champion people, you know, to really like land with your messages, but also to be sensitive towards their needs helped expand your, your global business? So, I mean, like I said, I'm a very visual learner. So I love doing things that are visual. I think it helps um, so many of us when we mm. to, to really understand things. When there's an analogy there, I, I'm a huge but you know, one for analogies. So I, I love incorporating that. I think that that really helps. It helps me and it helps others. And I, so I feel that when we when I do that, it it opens up their mind to other things, and then they start to question and they start to oh think about this and that. So it's I, I find that really opens things up so much more. So you're, you're giving them a little bit, and then it's opening up their mind to think about mm -hmm. other things as well and to, to increase their knowledge and their curiosity, because that's a huge thing to me, is, is being curious about things rather than just taking things on face value and going, up. Oh, it's just the way I am, that's it. Being more curious about things and understanding perhaps why it's happening. So I, I hope that answers your question, if, if that's yes. the right I'm thinking about it, but that's, that's what I love, is, is looking at things in a different way, doing it in a visual way, that makes them, that opens doors to other ideas and to other forms of doing things. And yeah, I hope that's oh, that, Yeah, no, that's beautiful. I love what you said, be curious about yourself. You know, like we're curious so much about other things, but to be curious about ourselves, isn't that where it starts, right? And, and our perspective matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That's I, think, I think we don't look at ourselves enough. Um, we, you know, we, we often shy away from looking at ourselves. And in actual fact, when we can start looking at ourselves more, it, it changes everything in life. You know, mm -hmm. I, I do think that, you know, when we get to my age, you, you hit the middle years and so many people go through, um, you know, the midlife crisis, um, going out and buying the red, you know, typical red Ferrari and, and buying shoes and doing all of this. And we look for external things to fill that need that we're that disruption that we're feeling. Um, and yet, if we were actually just curious about that and started looking internally more, we would see that it's something that we need to to fulfill inside of us rather than outside. Mm. Um, and that's huge. That's how human design has helped me so much as well is understanding myself more. So I go, oh, that's why I'm doing that. That's okay. 
you know, it, it, it's like turning a light bulb on. All right, that's okay, I'm doing that. Or, oh, I'm doing this because of that. All right, so what do I need to do to combat it if it's something that's not so great? <laughs> yes, so, yeah. those light bulb moments, but like looking, yeah. shining the light inside um, and just looking at what what's internal and not being scared because there are beautiful gifts. You know, I have read hundreds of charts and every chart is gorgeous which means every person is gorgeous. They all bring these beautiful gifts to the table and when it's done their way, it's just magnetized even more. So um, I wanted to share one more gift that really stood out to me and this is your gate 32. It's attached to your intuition um, and it's your you have a nose for success. You can tell if something's gonna work out, you can just sense it. You can feel also the steps that need to be taken taken for success. So it's almost like this um, internalized roadmap of, well, I know what success is. I know, have a nose for what it takes to get there. And so you can accomplish that because you're almost mapping it out on your own, you know, and, and in collaboration with what you do. So it's so beautiful, but also on the flip side, that can, um, a lot of times that fear of failure can step in, you know, that fear of like, well, I know what success is. And so far I don't feel like I'm on the map, you know, (laughs) but, um, yeah, Yeah. but how, and I feel like this, you know, this happens at all stages of our life. I remember as a child being really nervous and fearful about different things in my teens and twenties and thirties and forties, you know, there's always something, um, but how do you help your clients to manage their, this fear of failure? I, I think to me, fear of failure comes from worrying about not being good enough, not mm. meeting the mark, not hitting the mark, not comparing ourselves to, to everybody else. And to me, it comes back to really starting to look internally, to love ourselves, to have building our self-worth, our self-compassion for ourselves, which in turn is going to build our confidence, which is going to help us have more um less fear of failure and to push ourselves more um but it starts with building our self-worth and our self-confidence that to me that is the absolute key when we start feeling better about ourselves we stop comparing ourselves to everybody else around us on social media and all the rest of it and we start to live in our true qualities and think no actually i'm good enough myself then you have when you'll have more of that confidence to go out and do things. You know, if you're really confident at something, you won't have that fear. You, you'll say, no, I know exactly. It can be anything. I know exactly how to bake this cake. You don't go in going, oh, I don't know. What if I weigh it out, you know, incorrectly or whatever? No, you know, if you're a baker, um, you know that the cake's going to be fine. It's having that self-belief and then building that throughout everything. Because when we have fear, fear of failure, worrying about things, anxiety, worrying about the future, it's all because we don't feel in control and we want to be in control. And we don't think that we are, we have the skills in order to meet that mark. And I see so many kids on my course that come in and the parents say they're so worried about failing that they won't even try, you know. So it's building that confidence within themselves. It's, it's always always comes back to me to yourself delving inside rather than looking for outside um you know validation or whatever or coping mechanisms that are outside of ourselves when we really start to come back and delve into ourselves internally 
that is where all to me all the solutions are they are all inside of us it's just delving in there and trying to find it and sometimes it takes a lot of work (laughs) I've been doing it (laughs) it does take a lot of work but it's the best work possible I tell my kids too like um, we're very pro coaching and therapy and going to the gym and you know doing those type of things and I was like that is the best money that you can spend the best time that you can spend is pouring into yourself because everybody wins after that you show up differently you are magic when you um, pour in yourself and when you don't you can feel it you know and things shift and change so um this has been so beautiful Gemma thank you so much thank thank you you. I loved it (laughs) This has been really great. Oh, I love it. Um, where can people connect with you? I know you just did a masterclass and they can still jump on, right? They can, yep. So I've just finished the day three of the masterclass today. It was called Stopping the Anxiety Spiral, um, Life-Changing Tools for the Anxious Parent and Child. And you know what? I, you know, I, I concentrate a lot on anxiety, but to be honest, um, it's for everybody. We all have coping mechanisms that perhaps aren't so great with so many different things in life. So I dove into three different days on three different days quite deeply on how to help us understanding our body, understanding our how anxiety shows up in our body, especially for children, because so many children are labelled as having bad behaviour when actually it's anxiety coming out. I know because that was my daughter and for years I was like, what is wrong with you? You know, she was really showing all of these signs of anxiety so that was my masterclass stopping the anxiety spiral that is in the hummingbird parenting lounge which is my parenting group um so if anybody would like the link to that to watch the free masterclass they're um, absolutely welcome to i would love to hear their comments and to i had quite a few people message me with real aha moments going oh my goodness i didn't realize that you know i needed to change my relationship with anxiety because we can never get rid of it all different things so um, they're welcome to jump into the Hummingbird Parenting Lounge if they like to watch that. Um, it'll be up until next Saturday. So there's a good week to, because uh, I talk a lot. So <laughs> you, you need time to, to digest it. <laughs> that's perfect. Oh, my goodness. That sounds amazing. And I'm also on Instagram. <laughs> yes. You know, so you're, you're on, yeah, you're on Instagram and Facebook so they can message you there as well. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I'd love to see some new people. If I can help anybody, um, especially those that have um, children that are, you know, have a lot of worries, have a lot of anxiety, then that's that's my absolute goal. That's my love language. (laughs) And you do a phenomenal job and lives are changing and families are shifting. And that is the greatest gift ever, you know. Oh, thank thank you, you, Gemma. Thank you for being on today. Thank you for sharing your beautiful soul and gifts. All right. Thank you, Gemma. Take care. Bye. Thank you for being a part of this episode. I so appreciate you connecting with me. Screenshot this episode and put it up in your stories and make sure you tag Courtney Koenig and then I can shout you out as well. Please subscribe to get every episode and rate this podcast and write a review. I love hearing from you. Check out the show notes for more ways that we can connect and work together. Let's rise to thrive.